Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, the passage that I just read is one of the most famous in all of Scripture, the feeding of the 5,000 or otherwise known as the story of the five loaves and the two fish. So what's going on in this passage? Before I begin, I want to say just like two weeks ago, I know it's hard to pay attention to these live streams, so I'm going to talk about three things and three things only. I'm not going to give them to you ahead of time because I feel like that ruins the surprise. But pay attention for three things. The first is that this text, this story, points us to the compassion of our Lord, and more than that, to the compassion of our God. The text begins by saying he crossed over to the other side, he sees this great crowd, and he has compassion on them. He sees that they are needy, he sees that they are sick, and so he cures and he provides a meal for those who are hungry. So the first thing that we must take from this text is that this is not just some story 2,000 years ago where we get all caught up in the narrative and we say to ourselves, oh, the Lord displays compassion here. No, with the miracle, with the feeding of the 5,000 points to you and me living today is that you and I serve the living God who as, is just as compassionate to you and me as he was to the 5,000 men and who knows how many women and children all those years ago. Again, our Lord is the living God, not some God who's caught up in the past, who we need to study doctrines and be completely disassociated with personally. No, the doctrines are true, and they point to the God who is for us, for you and me now. The God who takes care of those who are sick and those who are needy, namely you and me. So that is the first point. The second point is that God also, that Jesus also in this text, gives you and me a purpose. Sure, he's compassionate. Sure, he does this great miracle, which points again to his character as compassionate and for us. But number two, what does Jesus say here? The disciples come to him and they say, hey, Lord, it's late in the day. And the people that you just cured, well, they're all going to be really hungry soon. It's dark. They're going to have a hard time getting back to where they came from far and wide. So don't undo what you just did, and uncure those whom you've cured. But what does Jesus say? Jesus says, you feed them. To which, rightly so, they're like, well, how, Lord? We've got five loaves and two fish. How are we going to feed the crowds? And it is to this that Jesus works his wonder. Jesus does something that they've not seen anyone before do. But again, the point of point two is that it doesn't just stop there. 
Jesus gives his disciples a purpose, a mission. You feed them. You feed them even now. Today, there are just as many, if not more, hungry people than there were 2,000 years ago. And what some scholars of the 19th and 20th century have pointed out is just as much of a miracle it was in the feeding of the 5,000 with very little, it's just as much a miracle that these disciples and the 5,000 gathered shared, that they shared with one another, that they didn't just get the loaf and eat it themselves, that this was distributed amongst who knows how many thousands because they couldn't even count the women and children. So just as much a miracle it was to create much out of essentially nothing. We have kind of an instance of creation ex nihilo or creation out of nothing here. But we also have this notion of gratitude and generosity being birthed in the context of a worldview of scarcity. Some have read that into this text, that when the disciples go to Jesus and they say, what do we do? We've got five loaves and two fish. It is much like you and me saying, how can I help so many who are hurting and starving with all that I have that amounts to five loaves and two fish? And I don't know about you, but I know for sure about me that I function. My modus operandi is out of a worldview of scarcity. I am a hoarder. I've told you this before. I don't like to share because I'm worried I'm going to lose what's mine, especially at times like this with economic uncertainty looming in our future. I just want to hold tighter. But part of the miracle of this text is that our Lord, out of his great miracle, births in his disciples, gratitude, and a worldview of sharing, a worldview of, I have five loaves and two fish, and I can give to those who have none. So first, this text points to the compassion of our Lord. Second, it points to a purpose, to a mission given to you and to me. A mission given to you and to me is not enough. The third thing I'm going to talk about today is that what we see here in this text is the sacrament. How do I know this? Well, if you look at the book of Matthew as a whole, like we're really supposed to, right? Matthew, in writing his book, has a thesis, and he's going somewhere, and these parts are all connected What we see here, when Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish, he looks up to heaven, he blesses, he breaks, and he gives. And this language is the exact same language that we see 12 chapters from now, when Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples, giving them his body and his blood. And in case you think that Ben's the one coming up with this. This has been the word of the church for 2,000 years. What Matthew is writing about to his community is the sacrament, the meal, the Eucharistic meal, where more than being fed with 
bread and wine, not less, but more than being fed with bread and wine, we are fed with the very person of Christ, the very one who is compassionate, the one who is for us, and who, like he did 2,000 years ago, can birth in you and me generosity and a spirit of gratitude. You and I, if we don't have that third point, that notion of in this we get Jesus giving himself, we might be tempted to turn Jesus' compassion or his gift into a goal. You and I might just think, okay, Jesus feeds, he tells his disciples to feed, then I have to go out and feed. And while, of course, that's part of this text, that's not it. Because you and I could also come away from this text being like, well, I'm not sharing enough, I need to give more, and then we constantly fall short of that, and we come back and we feel bad, and that paralyzes us, and so we become even crazy hoarders. What this text is getting at, and what the sacrament does And what Jesus does for you and me is that he makes us compassionate as we dwell in his compassion. Think of this less as this is what you need to do as a promise to be heard and internalized. Jesus is the compassionate one. He is for suffering sinners like you and me, and it is he and he alone who can birth gratitude where there is none. And I don't know about you, but I need that to be true because I will come away from a sermon or from a pep talk, and I will give that very day. But then I go right back to what I've been habituated into, which is to be about me, to hoard. This compassionate Lord who is living and active and for you and me now and feeds and cures and comforts even today is doing this work in us so that we might deliver bread and wine to the world And not just physical food, as important as that is, as necessary as that is. But you and I bring Christ himself to this hungry and hurting world. You see how complicated this text is. It's so much more than a cool Sunday school lesson that we teach our children, but then we graduate from as we get older. What this text, what the feeding of the 5,000 is all about, is showing us that our Lord is the living God who is compassionate toward his people, toward you and me. And he gives us a mission, a purpose to feed the world with both food and the gospel. Finally, and most importantly, what this text shows us is that our Lord gives us his very self in bread, in wine, in the word preached, in the gospel read. Our God is not locked 
2,000 years ago in this story. Our Lord does this even now. And just like I'm reminded of uh, an illustration my uh, pastoral theology gave me, just like how in the airplane, when we're told by the stewardess, the flight attendant, if we start to be going down, what you're going to see first is an oxygen mask. And you've got to feed yourself. Put that oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on others. This is what this text is getting at. We must be fed with Christ's body and blood, and it is out of that that we can give it to this world. So thanks be to God that even though we're going to fail at this, we serve the one who is nevertheless compassionate and who births this in hungry, suffering, and needy people like you and me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.